You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. Yes, folks, it is time for summer movie season. Some people might have said that, you know, summer movie season started back in March. Hell, some people might say it's summer movie season really has never ended. It's an ongoing summer. The endless summer, you might say. But we are here to talk all about what's coming your way. We're going to go week by week, month by month, all the way from this week, all the way into... Labor Day weekend. So we got a lot to talk about. We're going to take our picks at the end of the show and basically we'll see in a couple months if we got egg on our face. And we got a regular crew to see who has egg on their face. So of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy. How are you, sir? I am fine. This is not just another episode. This is one of the highlights of our uh, recording season, if you will. Um, this is a big deal, and we appreciate it. Usually we get a lot more listeners for this episode, so if you're just joining us for the first time, or this is the only thing you listen to from us once a year, welcome and howdy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Of course, our movie gal, Ashley Pauls, is here. Hello. It's hard to believe that it's already time for another one of these. It seems like we were just getting ready and hyped up for Infinity War. Oh, very much so. And, you know, it just feels like you've just been a galaxy far, far away. Yes, I'm still uh, somewhat recovering from, like, my post-Star uh, Wars coma. So having, I'm really excited about Episode Nine, but I'm trying to shift gears here and think about the summer movies. I've got lots to tide me over. Like, there's so many movies that are in the way. Yes, get me to December. Know, get like, me to December. Yeah, I know. So, but I, I've got plenty to look forward to. So it it'll go by fast. That is awesome. And we have, of course, the one and only Alex Autry, Mister Seventh Row Center himself. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be here. This is so much fun. This is a, a great opportunity uh, to get to talk about uh, um, movies and and what we can expect to see. And then uh, several months from now, we get to find out just how wrong I was. So that's uh, always a delight. But it's a, a great crew. I always love doing this one. This is one of my favorite shows, and uh, just cannot wait uh to talk about these so it's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to be a little you know interesting you know what to see and everything we've all had our ridiculous predictions and we've also gotten some pretty dead on you know marvel movie yeah. uh, so yeah it's it's pretty straight <laughs> on and of course coming to us right from the great white north himself mr rusted robot sean vanderloo welcome hey greetings glad to be here super excited it's good to have you back on the show. We couldn't do this. You know, you did such a great job last year with your picks. You know, you know, I thought you had Meg as number one movie of the summer. Uh, I don't believe I did. No. <laughs> <laughs> Something but, lost in translation there, Mike. Exactly. He talked, you know, I could go back and, you know, oh, he's talking Canadian. That it, must Because be. of the whole metric yeah. system. Exactly. <laughs> So it had right. to be that way. I have to ask, really, this is going to, I'm going to ask a couple of, um, more, I'm going to ask my share of really like simple, uh, we'll call them maybe stupid questions, but Sean, does this, so the movies that are released, are they released in the, the same way in the States as they are in Canada, like the same dates and everything? They are. Yeah. 
Okay, gotcha. I thought the North American release, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's okay, true. Gotcha. Just want to make sure that we're all playing on the same page here. We are indeed. Oof, I, I probably asked you that last year, but uh, I just uh, wanted to make maybe, but I don't remember. And and uh, also, uh, while we're on that topic, I, I'm pretty sure we dealt with this last year as well. But I just want to serve as a reminder, not only to the listeners out there, but to me, because I God knows I need it these days. Um, Alex, when does the official summer movie season begin? Is it I mean, with Marvel moving uh, Endgame up a week yeah. before May, does that mess everything up or does that still align with or do they just move the 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 barriers of, of when summer movie season starts? It's it's such a weird uh thing for me because for me, uh I, honestly I'm I'm a big believer that the summer movie season really doesn't start until after Memorial Day. Um I'm a Memorial Day to Labor Day kind of guy. But we're seeing more and more of uh the the schools uh summer vacations starting earlier, ending earlier. So I think Hollywood has had to kind of make that adjustment. And the fact is, is that April is a great time to get a big movie out and and really launch everything because a good April release makes for a good summer. Yeah. Just ask Hellboy, you know, it did wonderful. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wow. That was last week, Mike. Okay. That was so last week. Okay. All right, so uh, are we ready to get started? Mike, is there any business that you want to... A couple business things, real, real quick. Okay. Uh, of course, we want to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. We definitely would love to hear what your thoughts are on the upcoming summer movie season. You know, what are you guys looking forward to? You know, a lot of times people write in and say, hey, this movie, or you guys are spot on, or God, I can't believe you got it so wrong. You know, we're definitely open for any of that. So we definitely would want to hear from you. Or, you know, write us and, you know, just say, hey, great job. We'd always like hearing that too. So let's get started, Mike. Now you can take it away. All right, because, yes, everybody is wondering. We've got a lot of movies to cover because this this summer season is is chock full, starting with this weekend. Opening April 26th is the official date uh, that we get Avengers Endgame, which is, uh, I don't know. I mean, what more can you say about this movie? I mean, it is the biggest movie of the year, of the decade, of All like time. ever. <laughs> I mean... Um, yeah, no pressure, Marvel. No pressure. Um, Sean, you want to start? What uh, you have anything to say about Avengers Endgame that hasn't been said yet? Uh, it's going to make twenty-seven billion dollars in the opening weekend, and uh, it's just going to go from there. Go from there, right? Uh, now, I'm interested, Alex, on your point of view because you were not thrilled with Infinity. War. Um, I, I thought it was a beautifully shot film and, and I thought they were able to do a lot in ways of, of getting all of the characters that they had in the film on screen. Um, sure. I have not seen the movie since I saw it in the theater um, for the first time. And I don't have an interest in seeing it again. Um, I, I kind of felt like it was too heavy a film. And not something that I was prepared for. And subsequently, we wound up seeing things like Ant-Man and Wasp, which had its extra bonus scene that was like, here's a lighthearted fair, and they're dead. You know, um, 
and, and it was just one of those things where you're just like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And right now, uh, Avengers Endgame is is tracking at uh, three hours and seventy four months uh, in a run. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it kind of hurts. Uh, it's going to be a long film, and it's going to be one of those ones where you're going to sit and you're going to go through it, and uh, it's the last Stan Lee cameo. Um, it's, it, there's a lot going into this and we just don't know what we're going to see from this. I mean, obviously because we're getting other superhero films from this franchise in this summer, uh, we know a couple of things are going to happen, but we really don't know, uh, what this could mean for the entire Marvel universe in the end. Um, I, I do want to point out if you're not following the Hollywood stock exchange, which is a uh, uh, HSX.com, they currently have Avengers Endgame quote unquote trading at 680, uh, 618.77 uh, uh, dollars per share of the film. Um, Star Wars force awakens topped out at 400. Hmm. So that's what yeah, kind of demand is looking at Avengers Endgame, I think. Are you personally really excited for this one, though? I believe that I am going Thursday night to see it. Um, okay. And uh, there's a part of me that, yeah, is excited to see it. I'd like to see how they're going to finish the story. Um, I, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan of the part one, part two dynamic. I'd rather have a full story from beginning to end. Uh, but that being said, you know, uh, I love a good trilogy. So maybe I'm just a hypocrite in that regard. Um, I, I'll, I'll go see it. I'm not. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I don't know if I'm psyched about seeing it, if that makes any sense. Okay. All right. Uh, Ashley. Ashley. So kind of the interesting thing about this movie is that um, I feel like I've spent a lot of this year kind of getting ready for like Star Wars celebration and being at Star Wars celebration, thinking about episode nine, yada, yada, yada. So I actually haven't spent as much time thinking about Avengers Endgame as I might normally have, but I think in the end that might kind of work in my favor because sometimes you can think about a film's plot to death and get so hyped that it can't live up to your expectations. So I'm kind of looking forward to like, it kind of surprised me. It's like, Oh my gosh, it's happening this week. So I don't have a lot of, lot of theories about what's going to happen. So I'm kind of looking forward to just walking into the theater and hopefully being surprised and blown away. Mike. I'm the same way. I'm kind of like, it was always so far away. It was like, Oh, we don't have to worry about in-game. It's another eight months away. It's another six months away. It's another three months away. Oh, look, here's Captain Marvel. Oh, we have a month and a half to wait. Now it's a week. And so it's... Less it, than a week. Yeah, it's, but it's starting to build. It is really starting to build. And I'm kind of at the point where it's going to be, you know, I don't think it's going to be anticlimactic at all. But it's. I hope it lives up to what I'm building it up to be in my mind. Truthfully, well, I'm. Uh, 
I'm going in uh, with, I mean, I've seen, it's hard to miss some of the trailers. So I've seen obviously some footage, some trailers, et cetera. I don't need to see anything else. I'm, I'm pretty much committed to seeing this movie. Uh, I won't see it uh, opening night, unfortunately. So I'll have to wait maybe a day or so, but uh, yes, it'll be one that's definitely on my list right away. And look over the past, I said it last year and I'll say it again this year over the past decade, Marvel hasn't steered me wrong. Um, so I, I don't expect it to be let down. Um, and that's all, uh, like uh, all the expectations that, uh, I want to put on this. I mean, obviously, you know, everybody's concerned about who's going to live, who's going to die, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it, <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like we, we could be talking about Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> so I just want to, I just want to be along for the ride. You know, whatever happens, happens. Um, you know, um, we'll, we'll see. And it is a, it is a ama- like, it is amazing to me that, uh, that Marvel has done this. I think it's an, a, a remarkable achievement and, uh, we'll see if it lives up to the hype, which is, you know, almost impossible to do, but you know, they, they, like I said, have been so consistent about it. So, uh, but by the time most people are listening to this, um, we'll have seen it probably. So that's amazing to think about too. It just, you're right. It has snuck up on us, Mike. I'm just, I'm, I'm just crazy that it's this week. All right. So, and I think, I mean, you know, we'll have our picks at the end, but really, I think this is throwing down the literal like infinity gauntlet, right? The, the gauntlet is thrown down right in the beginning of the summer. Uh, beat this. Like if any movie this summer can rise to the challenge of coming close to this, uh, we'll see. Uh, certainly I doubt it's going to happen the week after. Uh, the week after is pretty soft. And I think mainly because Avengers did have this spot in the, for the longest time. And it wasn't until I think a few months ago, they moved it up a week. So you're seeing like a lot of, uh, movies, uh, May 3rd opening up that are pretty light fare. Uh, I think, um, uh, ugly dolls is probably the, uh, one that, uh, has any chance of doing anything. Uh, long shot with, uh, I've seen the trailer for long shot with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen, um, anything else coming out this or the, any, any uh, remarks on those two or anything else that's coming out this week? Well, the intruder I'm actually hearing is getting some good buzz. Um, it, it, it'll be good counter programming, okay. uh, to Avengers because while all the kids are going to be hitting Avengers, uh, for three hours, uh, intruder is going to be a nice little hour and a half suspense movie which i've actually heard has got some it's it's one of those jump scare kind of movies um but i'm actually hearing some some positive buzz on that ugly dolls uh really has got a good shot at it'll be the number two movie uh it's opening weekend which considering what it's going up against is is really high praise and um so because it's you know if it wasn't for avengers coming out it probably would have a shot at number one uh long shot who writes movies where Seth Rogen is able to get the hot chick? Why does this keep happening? <laughs> Seth Rogen <laughs> movies where Seth Rogen. <laughs> oh. 
That's man. how he does it. <laughs> or at least he pays somebody's people. getting paid to make uh, this. Um, Rogan does well with, with a good R rated comedy. And every year we have a solid R rated summer comedy. This could be it. I think it might not be, but we'll see. Yeah. I've gotten pretty on a couple of others that uh, uh, fill that uh, category, but yeah, this is a contender. I'm sorry, Sean. I was just going to say, it looks pretty decent from the trailer that I saw when I went to see Shazam. So, yeah, I saw, I think I saw that same, uh, same time. And look, I mean, Charlize uh, always is capable too. Um, I mean, uh, don't, I mean, we're talking about Seth, but um, I think she's got enough star power to, to carry uh, some folks in the seeing of this as well. Um, and the intruder, you mentioned the intruder. Um, yeah, that's uh, Dennis Quaid, probably channeling a little bit of his brother mm-hmm. to be a crazy guy. Um, so, uh, we'll see how, how, how far that goes. Um, any other mentions of anything else that's opening? Yeah, it's pretty soft. (laughs) We, we, you know, uh, ugly dolls might get number two, but that's going to be like a far number two. Like, like we're the, the, uh, end game train is still end game that week makes all the money. Ugly dolls makes some. So, <laughs> the uh, leftover money. Endgame? I don't know this. Okay, so we'll see how strong Endgame is to see if it can take the third week in a row because it's got uh, yep. Pokemon uh, to deal with, which is in and of itself a huge thing. Uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu opens May 10th. Uh, where do you stand on this, Ashley? So the interesting thing about this one is that the trailer didn't do a lot for me personally, but I have heard so many people talking about this movie that I would actually not be surprised if this might be the Avengers kind of first real competition this summer. I mean, and of of course it could also turn out to be a flop and nobody goes to see it, but I'm... Like I said, the trailer didn't really grab me. It's not one that I'm necessarily planning to see, but I have heard a lot of people talking about it. So I would not surprise to see this one actually maybe produce some decent competition. Is this the first live action Pokemon movie they've had? I yeah. think so. Yeah, it seems like most of them have been animated before that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Not so that I've seen any of them. No, not at all. Sure. Not well, you have criterion. Kids, so. Exactly. You're excused. Um, but here's the weird thing about this is I pretty much dismissed this movie as just, eh, probably, I don't know, something that I will never see. Uh, when we uh, when watched, um, uh, we went to the movies this weekend to see uh, Missing Link, and they showed a preview for Detective Pikachu uh, in front of that. And Michelle turned to me, quite, and I was quite surprised at this. She turned to me and she just said, I just love Ryan Reynolds. So... That could be a factor. This, this is movie. this is mm-hmm. adorable Deadpool, is what I'm calling this. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's what it is. Look, um, kids and and college students are still loving Pokemon. The Pokemon Go app is still huge, for some reason. Um, and everybody and Ryan Reynolds right now can do no wrong. Um, so there's a. I think that more than likely Pokemon's going to be the one that dethrones Avengers. I mean, unless Avengers has something that we're just not ready for and makes people go back over and over and over again, I think it's going to, it's going to lose it uh, from detective Pikachu. Um, 
it'll be right at a time mm-hmm. when all the schools are out. Parents will be looking for something to do for their kids. By that point, they will be tired of going to see the Avengers movie. And this one's coming out, and it's it's cute, and the parents will love hearing Ryan Reynolds be Ryan Reynolds. Uh, in addition to this movie, we've also got The Hustle, which stars Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Um, we had just talked the week b- about the, this with, about the, with Longshot as far as this, um, you know, sort of uh, mm-hmm. raunchy comedy that usually takes the summer by storm. I think it's this one. Um, this one, the ads look pretty funny for this one, uh, and well, I'm not a huge fan of well, you, either. And know I, what it yeah. is, Mike? It's a pretty much a remake of Dirty Rotten yeah. Scoundrels. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, yes, I, I, I got that. Um, and but um, it just looks it looks fun. Um, it looks like a fun movie, and Rebel Wilson's pretty pretty hot right now. Uh, Anne looks like she does due diligence as well. It looks fun. It'll be a great Netflix movie. <laughs> Hustles, the, the Hustle was a movie that, uh, again, more than likely is going it, – it, it could either go one of two ways. It could either be a funnel cake film, which is really entertaining while you're ingesting it, and you don't think about it again until you see it on FX. Uh, or it could be that American Pie style did not see it coming. This is amazing film. Um, and, and I think, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty much a blatant ripoff of, uh, of, of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but you know, I saw the last Ghostbusters movie and I enjoyed it. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's the if they're going down the same path as ocean eight and you know, the Ghostbusters, they're just doing a female yeah, version, which is fine, which is fine, especially if it tells a good story. And I like Rebel Wilson's performance; that she's very, she's got great comedic timing, especially if they let her ad lib. And Anne Hathaway is surprisingly good uh, doing straight comedy, where it sound like like where it sounds ridiculous, but the way she's saying it is a straight up play. Yeah, she looks like like from the trailer. Like I said, she's got some good. Yeah, and she's playing the she's playing the Michael Caine role, which is perfect for her. Yeah. Now, also this week, I think we have at least um, four movies that could be contenders for. I don't want to say sleeper hits, but under the radar. Uh, One of those is All Is True, which is directed by Kenneth Branagh. It's about the final days of William Shakespeare. Uh, we have Palms, which is a comedy about uh, <laughs> elder women um, uh, yes. cheerleaders. Uh, come on. Pam Greer, Diane Keaton, Rhea Perlman. Come on. Uh, we have Tolkien, which is a biography on, uh, you know, the, the Lord of the Rings dude. And we have Biggest Little Farm, which is a documentary about uh, this guy and his wife who develop a sustainable farm, um, which has got, uh, I saw a preview for this before uh, Missing Link. And it is a fascinating, fascinating look. Now, Biggest Little Farm, I expect to do really well on streaming services everywhere. Um, The other three, I imagine, will do pretty well streaming as well. But are there any of these that that you are looking forward to and maybe even see in the theater? I'll see Tolkien. I would see Tolkien for sure. Yeah, I'm with Sean. I just want to see if he explains why he never bothered with uh, finishing uh, a a story of fire and ice. (laughs) That's the other guy. (laughs) Douglas Adams. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. So, okay. So we'll say we'll give Tolkien a little bit of an edge there. All right. So let's move to May 17th. May 17th, we have A Dog's Journey. And just saying the title makes me want to cry. Uh, I, I hate these dogs movies. They, they're just, they just make me want to cry. Yes. And my uh, wife is going, we're going to go see that, aren't we? We're going <laughs> to go see that. We have uh, The Sun is Also a Star, which is, if you are in the WB crowd, this is the movie for you. And we have uh, John Wick, which is... Oh, yes, sir. (laughs) I'm I'm sending Judy to uh, The Dog's Journey. I'm going to see John Wick. Can can anybody just appreciate the fact that A Dog's Journey is coming out the exact same day as John Wick? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Well, technically, John Wick got sent on yes, a dog's journey. That's true. Absolutely. Crossover so, um, potential there. Uh, John Wick, Chapter 3, to me, is just a fluke of a thing. Like, this was not supposed to happen. This John Wick series, taking uh, the the world by storm, was not... I think it was just a little film that... Uh, Keanu did and uh, has become like a big thing. And now the movies just keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh, This one looks insane. So uh, I haven't seen any of them in the theater. Wow. But I may see this one in the theater. I haven't either. No, just on on, uh, Blu-ray there. But uh, this one I'll see in the theater for sure. Yeah, this one is like, this one's supposed to have, uh, you know, all the stops. Like, it's supposed to just be, I think, the final chapter, but you never know. Yeah, um, Wick is, like, the first one was just so bat guano insane. Um, And then then the second one, they actually, like, decided to do some universe building, uh, which I always appreciate. So this one, I'm assuming, is just going to be bat guano crazy in an expanded universe. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, I initially had this on my list of, um, the, the biggest box office of the summer. I literally was going back and forth as what my third was going to be going, well, is it going to be John Wick or is it going to be Hobbs and Shaw? And then it occurred to me, oh crap, Disney's releasing like seven movies. (laughs) (laughs) Disney, yep. Disney, Disney. Yes. Well, speaking of which, uh, May 24th, we have the second live action uh, adaptation of a uh, classic Disney comedy in Aladdin. Actually, uh, third. Because they did Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book, and now No, no, no. Aladdin. This is the second one this year. Oh. <laughs> They've actually year. done four. Like, or I'm, I'm trying so. to block most of them out of my mind. That's no, why I'm trying this to. This is just the second one this year. They just had Dumbo. Oh, my gosh. I completely forgotten Dumbo. <laughs> See? See? I'm not the only one. So, uh, so, yeah. Aladdin directed, surprisingly enough, by Guy Ritchie. Um, huh? And... <laughs> Yes, exactly. Um, And uh, yeah, I think, well, look, we'll just stop there for a second. Um, The previews on this got blasted when people looked at, uh, when people saw what Will Smith's design looks like as far as the genie. So even though he may have the comedic chops to, to pull it off, I think visually, I think a lot of people are already rebelling against this. Going in, I don't expect much from this movie. Uh, does anybody 
here, here's the problem with Aladdin. Um, for, first of all, you can't match what Robin Williams did. Um, it was just too good. Two, why make this a live action film? Um, I mean, some people are going to really enjoy it. Some people are going to love it. And, and I get that. Um, I'm confused by the reason behind making it. And I, I just think that when people first saw Genie not blue, they flipped their wig. They're like, Genie's not going to be blue. And then we saw the trailer in which Genie was blue. And they're like, oh, Genie's blue. That's ain't right. Um, <laughs> I've, I hope that it actually does well. Because the cast that they've got for it is a solid one. It's a good story. We know the story is going to be good unless they go way off kilter, like with Dumbo. So I wanted to do well. I wanted to do well. I can't see myself running out of opening weekend to see it. Yeah, it just seems like bad timing. It doesn't seem necessary right now. Um, especially with, you know, Dumbo last month and then Lion King coming yeah. out a little bit later. It just seems like it's just a little too much. This is, to me, kind of is another example of a movie that maybe it would have been better if they had held it till fall because there's just so much going on. And um, I'm I'm kind of in the middle, falling in the middle on Aladdin. It's one of my favorite animated Disney movies. So I think it would be kind of interesting to see a live action. But again, with just some of the hullabaloo about the genie, whether he's blue or not and how good it looks. So um, I think if this movie isn't really rock solid, it's going to be hard for it to kind of carve a space in the box office. We'll see. There's, there's always potential for a breakout hit, but I'm kind of nervous about how much, how well this one will turn out. And then, you know, who knows in terms of box office. I think it's interesting that, uh, I mean, I just saw the touring version of this on uh, the Broadway touring version. Oh, the Fox, so good. Uh, a few, and it was really good. Uh, very good. And for those people who are like, no, no, you know, Robin Williams is the only one to play the genie. Well, that mm. proved that wrong because it was outstanding. The guy who played the genie was uh, a great performer. Uh, with that and that on Broadway, I do find it interesting with this movie as well. Uh, that Disney seems to be now committed to, and I guess maybe this is a way of, of sort of balancing or offshooting the fact that they're not trying to, to go for uh, a Robin Williams type, but I've noticed that they seem to be heavily favoring uh, African-Americans in that role. So, um, uh, but it's, uh, you know, I think like, I, and I'm kind of sad because the rest of the cast looks great in this, uh, for this. I think, you know, they're all good people. <laughs> you know, like yeah, none of them uh, picked so, a puppy uh, or anything. We're not saying that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I just find it uh, just bad. Like I said, bad timing, and I just don't. I don't see it doing well. But then again, Disney surprised yeah. me before. Yeah. So no, nope. uh, we've got uh, three nope. other movies nope. coming nope. out this nope. this week, and uh, um, uh, this week, yeah, uh, Book Smart, which is a it's a high school movie that's R rated that i think it's r-rated isn't r-rated yeah but it looks really more adult uh the trailer that i saw for this was like oh this looks there's a few comedies coming out involving kids and teenagers that look like they can't be seen by kids and teenagers so it confuses me uh but it is uh directed by olivia wilde um there's ed ad astra which is a astronaut movie with brad pitt 
and Tommy Lee Jones and Donald Sutherland and Brightburn, which is a R-rated horror story, basically the Superman origin story gone horribly wrong. Uh, this one also has James Gunn's name attached to it as a, I believe, co-writer. Uh, and I don't know if he produced it or what, but I know he's he wrote part of the story to it. So he's got it's got his name attached to it. Um, any of these three movies uh, feel like interest to anybody here? The James Gunn one looks interesting, but it's just like uh, they're doing basically Superman gone wrong again. Yeah. So I'll wait for video. It, it for works that. so well with Justice League. <clears throat> hey, hey, at least the super kid won't have a mustache. It's okay. No. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's if people want to see or, or, or read a really good, uh, uh, you know, where did we, you know, how did we lose our Superman uh, thing? I would recommend checking out uh, uh, Red Sun. Which exactly. I just think, which I just think nails it. So, yep, agreed. It'll play well on on FX, though. Yeah, well, I think for those people who are not comic savvy, Brightburn is going to be you know pretty interesting for those people to see. Um, and it is like the the trailer is straight yeah. up horror. Um, I mean, it looks horror. That, and that'll be the focus um, they go so. for. They'll go for the horror crowd and not so much the superhero crowd. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So then we're going to go to the end of May. End of May. <laughs> it doesn't get any softer here, man. We've got two behemoths going at each other. talk about Octavia Spencer uh, like that. We've got Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and Rocket Man, the biopic of Elton John, Larger Than Life. Um Man, these two movies uh, appeal to different sort of audiences, and yet I fall in the Venn diagram where I'm going to say It's going to make for a great double feature. <laughs> Mike, you and, you and I will Absolutely. go do that. You and I will go do that, and we'll report on this, because <laughs> these are two movies that I'm actually looking forward to as well. I'm a big fan of the last Godzilla movie, um, and, and I, I love, uh, I, I've, I've enjoyed the music of, of Elton John is, is second, is second only to probably Freddie Mercury, uh, or Elvis, I guess. Um, so yeah, this one's going to be one that, that I'm, I'm, yeah, it's gonna be a fun weekend. Um, yeah. Does anybody, any takers on who's going to win this battle? Godzilla. Okay. Let He's the king fight. of the monsters. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm, ho- um, I'm hoping they will, but you know, there's a chance that Rocket Man, you know, might take it. I don't think so. Okay. What I but what I see for Rocket Man is that if it's good, it's going to have good legs. Like it might not beat Godzilla's opening weekend, but people talk about like, oh man, that was so much fun. I love the music. I could see that one kind of hanging around a little bit as kind of yes. counter programming mm-hmm. to the superheroes, the sci-fi mm-hmm. action stuff going on. My concern on this is that if it's such a good biography, why isn't it being released at Oscar time? Yeah, poor Taron mm. Egerton is not. Yeah, he's gonna not going to get the uh, nomination. Uh, Oscar, uh, it's it's not going to happen, <laughs> which is a shame. Because I mean, just for his body of work in Kingsman, he deserves it. So, all on that one, okay. Um, 
in addition to that one, we've also got Ma, which is seems like it's kind of following along the same lines of Get Out and Us and and it's a, I believe it's a, uh, it's a horror, horror film. movie. Yep. Yeah, it is a horror movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I don't know much about the horror genre to be honest with you. So I don't know where this ranks as far as genuine excitement or if it's just kind of getting, uh, you know, banking on a trend. So I, I don't know, but I mean, I know that there's that horror contingent that, um, flocks to the theaters and I guess this will do for them. If they're not seeing Brightburn. Yeah, and it's got a good cast. I mean, you, you've got Octavia Spencer, Juliette Lewis, Luke Evans, and Alice and Janney um, all, all in this. And this one will be, uh, it, it's more counter-programming. It's more summer counter-programming. Uh, this is going to uh, grab that audience that's not going to Godzilla or Rocket Man or both in the case of me and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to make it a triple uh, no. feature. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. All right. So now we go into June, month two of the summer. Uh, this one starts with a kind of remake, uh, Dark Phoenix. Um, uh, for those people who want to pretend that X-Men 3 didn't exist, like myself, uh, this is a retelling of the Jean Grey story um, okay. without... Uh, Brian Singer's involvement at all. Uh, so I think this might be the first X-Men movie without his involvement, um, which uh, can only be a good thing. Um, and uh, we also have Secret Life of Pets 2 for the animated folks and uh, Late Night with uh, Emma Thompson and John Lithgow. Um, I think Dark Phoenix is the obvious is the obvious winner here, but Secret Life of Pets could surprise people. Uh, Mike, what do you think about this matchup? Um, truthfully, neither. Secret Life of Pets was a movie that you know Judy wanted to see. Judy wanted to see, so I finally got her the Blu-ray of it. It's still sitting on the shelf. We haven't watched it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about the movie, but you know, and Dark Phoenix. I've liked the you know rebooting of the X-Men franchise when they did it, you know, with the younger Xavier and Magneto and such. But this movie, Dark Phoenix has been pushed back almost a year and a half from when it was originally finished. And that puts a lot of warning signs in me and I'll go see a matinee of it, but, I'm not rushing to, you know, out to see a nighttime version of it, and which sucks because I might have been one of the only ones out there that actually kind of loved the last two. I like Days of Future Past and whatever Apocalypse. that last one was called. Yeah. Apocalypse, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Apocalypse. Exactly. I had fun with it, and, you know, it was just a good popcorn movie. I... Don't know about this one, though. And I'm not a big fan of the actress they have playing Jean Grey. I don't really care for her on Game of Thrones. And I think she makes an even worse Jean Grey. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's, I didn't expect that. I, I'm, I'm a Sophie Turner fan. I think she does all right. Um, I, I, uh, and I like the rest of the cast of this X cast. So I'm, I think the X-Men movies 
they've been consistent in my mind. Uh, some of them I've liked more than others. Some of them I've really like, just not really cared for and others I've really loved, but more or less they're in like this, like sort of, um, consistent level. Um, so I, I think this will be just another one <laughs> to me. Like, I'll just be like, okay, that was good. All right. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. But I'm not, uh, I can't say I'm jonesing for it, but I'm not also um, thinking oh, I'm not going to see that. I'm pretty sure I'll probably see it. I think we're reviewing it for the <laughs> show anyway, but um, I'm not sure. But, or did uh, we pull it off the schedule? <laughs> we might have pulled it off the schedule. I'm not sure. Um, it doesn't have X-Men in the title. So that tells me that the studio is not very confident in uh, calling it an X-Men movie. Um, any other thoughts on Dark Phoenix or anything else that's out this week? Uh, the X-Men films are kind of like the Transformer franchise. Everybody's getting sick of it, but everybody's watching them. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully, no matter what happens, this is the last X-Men movie with this cast. Exactly. Probably. I'll be there. I'll be at the theater. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, after this, MCU you takes know. over. The X-Men. Franchise. This is not the last X Men movie, and this no, is not even summer, the last mutant yeah. movie this summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be back. Um, uh, honestly, so, sad, sad news. You know, we did pull it from the schedule. Ah, okay. Um, didn't mention late yeah. night. Any word on? Uh, Emma Thompson hires uh, a, a head writer that's female, and suddenly she's at risk of losing her her show. Um. If I hire Mindy Kaling, I'd probably get fired too. Um, I will say for, the, for that weekend, for that weekend, I'm going to be, I'm going to stand out and I'm going to say it right now. Secret Life of Pets 2 wins that weekend. Hmm. Okay. I, you know what? Because I could see. Honestly, I have I to make one completely asinine comment per show for these. And that one, that one's mine. Once again. I think you're also going to see some spillover from uh, the other two weeks, though. I mean, I think still, I mean, well, maybe, yeah. I think Godzilla and Rocket Man will still be yeah. in effect. Yeah. Yes. So, and as you said, Ashley, maybe Rocket Man will actually win a weekend. Maybe it'll win the second week. That's entirely possible. Some, it kind of strikes me as one of those that could get a good boost from word of mouth. Like a smaller group of people maybe go see it the first week and then tell their friends and coworkers, oh, man, you got to see this. And it, it could hang around. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, what are you going to do? Go see an X-Men movie? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. So then we go to June 14th. Another franchise makes its, hopefully, triumphant yeah. return. Oh. Men in Black International. Uh, with Tessa Thompson, Chris Helmsworth, and Liam Neeson. Uh, we've also got Shaft, which is another franchise that won't die. Um, Shut and, your mouth, Mike Gordon. He's just talking about things, Shaft. And speaking of things that don't die, we have a very crazy comedy by Jim Jarmusch called The Dead Don't Die, which has got a lot of buzz already as being an insane, crazy horror movie that... Uh, a zombie movie to end all zombie movies. So, um, all right. So I'll leave it to the panel. Go. All the right. dead don't die. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'll say this. I, uh, the, the cast of men in black international is fascinating to me because I am one of the few on the panel that really enjoyed Ragnarok. Uh, and part of the things I liked about Ragnarok was the, the, uh, the, the natural chemistry between uh, the performers in it. So, 
that said, Hemsworth is not known for comedy movements. Uh, he's known for being able to throw off a good line every so often. So I have a little bit of concern on that one. Uh, it'll be the number one movie that weekend. But uh, I'm honestly, I'm I'm looking forward to Shaft. Uh, I thought the last one was a lot of fun, and I'm surprised it's taken us this long to get a, a, a sequel. Um, and The Dead Don't Die has an amazing cast to it, but just, I don't, I, I'm going to need to see a trailer or something. There's one out. Is there? Because I hadn't seen anything yet. Look at that. There's a trailer. Yeah, it's very, uh, very deadpan Shaun of the Dead kind of thing. Oh, okay. Sure. Oh, well, there you go then. Well, we could all pause the video and so Alex could go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think Men in Black is the easy winner here uh, as far as it's the easy pick. Uh, men, I mean, to go, uh, the Men in Black movies, whether you like them or don't, they're always, they've always uh, done well at the box office. And this one looks like it's going to be um, another big one. I mean, we've got Chris and Tessa in their second big movie of the summer. And uh, um, what's that other movie, Mike? I don't remember. Small little superhero. It's an indie movie and an independent movie that they that they that they scraped a few pennies together to make. Um, Good for them. But um, obviously, it'll depend on whether Chris Helmsworth keeps his shirt on through the whole movie. Uh, (laughs) Because if he doesn't, then then a lot of you know that they'll get the female audience there because they don't get enough of him. in Endgame. And depending what happens to Thor in Endgame, you know, like this could be, you know, a new life for him. Yeah. Maybe we'll all be feeling sad after Endgame, so we we'll want to go see Thor one more time. Exactly. I do think Men in Black, the trailer for it, does um, make me want to see it. Um, like I kind of, you know, the, it, it looks better than the last Men in Black movie. It does look fun. So, uh, and you know, that's all some of us need and it's gotta be way better than the comic ever was. Um, all right. So June 21st, we have another returning franchise from that. Disney's going to get paid for, um, toy story four. <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer for this, but I'm looking at uh, a description and it says when a new toy called Forky joins Woody <laughs> and the gang. And I'm like, are you? Are they serious? Yes, they're yes. serious. Yep, I've seen the trailer. It's that serious. Oh my goodness! Okay, so um, and I don't. I think this is great counter programming. So, uh, in addition to Toy Story Four, we also have uh, Child's Play. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> can, can um, I just say, working at a movie theater, how fun that weekend is going to be. And for those of us who easily dismiss dismiss this Child's Play remake, and I and I understand that there's a controvers there's some controversial stuff with it. Uh, when I think uh, I think it was a month or so ago, when Mark Hamill dropped the news that he's going to be the voice of Chucky, that got a lot of people interested in this movie. Uh, so uh, so Toy Story four Child's Play, um, Sean, what do you think? Uh, I think Toy Story 4 is going to be the second highest grossing movie of the year. I okay, that uh you know what? Um history will uh back you on that. Is that American or Canadian? 
Uh, that's com- that's combined, my good friend. And maybe internationally as well. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to see it. I don't care. I haven't even seen the third one yet. But uh, kids love that crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. How can you make a uh, Toy Story? The, the problem with Toy Story 4, though, is that the people, the, the kids who were kids, the, the folks that were kids when the original Toy Story came out, and even the second and the third are no longer kids. But they'll be taking their kids to see this. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a big, that's a big jump. Uh, Keanu Reeves does a voice in this. Is he play Forky? Is that- no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um, no, but if he doesn't play something with a dog, I'll be very upset. <laughs> um, I, look, it's Toy Story. It's Pixar. I mean, that's their, that's their big gun. Uh, I don't expect it to be anything less than phenomenal. Although I, I gotta say, I think I feel like the story's done. Um, I don't feel compelled to see this because I just don't, it feels like they're, they're over, they've overextended it. So here's my bold prediction for the summer is, and we'll, we'll probably still end up with egg on my face. I can see toy story for underperforming a little bit just because the third one felt like such a perfect ending. I know like I, I was bawling my eyes out at the end of it. And um, it was just such a great trilogy that I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe the trailer just didn't quite work for me, but I don't have as strong a feeling about this one and I could see it maybe them pushing the franchise just a little too far. I think it'll do fine based on the name, but I don't think it may necessarily, we can safely count it among the summer's heaviest hitters. Now again, watch as I say this and it makes all the money, but my gut feeling is that maybe we could see this one underperform a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, I think that's going to, that's going to shift. And then next year, or at least in maybe the next Toy Story that we see is a remake, a live action remake. There you yeah, go. That'll be, yeah. that'll be the next thing. Yeah. Um, I'm actually leaning uh, towards Ashley on this one. Um, I don't think, I think with all of the movies that Disney's are Disney's releasing, um, I think this one, it, it's either this one or another one that we'll talk about shortly um, as being <clears throat> the, the number three movie of the summer. Um, but I do feel that it's going to underperform in comparison to, say, a Toy Story 2 or Toy Story 3. The big advantage that it has that is Father's Day weekend. Mm, and when Toy Story 3 came out Father's Day weekend, I went by myself to a showing that Sunday. And the theater was packed beyond with dads and their kids. Mm. Because that was the movie the kids were taking dad to see for Father's Day. Mm. Gotcha. Um, it's so point. it's a beautiful pick. Um, you'll also see a lot of tickets purchased for Toy Story 4 by people who could not legally get into child's play. <laughs> I, could, I could see that. So again, as somebody who works at a movie theater, I'm really looking forward to that weekend. It'd be great um, for people to sneak from theater to theater. But, it's trickier you know. now, especially with reserved seats. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah. Um, all right. Well, the studios must be wary of Toy Story 4 because June 28th is a 
is a this is where we catch our breaths for the summer like oh like get ready for the next wave because there's not a lot there's annabelle comes home which is the i don't even know what franchise this is but it's a horror franchise that keeps keeps the conjuring series i think uh sure we'll go with that and then um not a clue then there, there's an interesting little movie called Yesterday. I was directed just by Danny, looking at that. Looks- with, uh, directed by Danny Boyle with an interesting premise about a musician who realizes that he's the only person on earth who can remember the Beatles. Um, sort of a, a Twilight Zone-ish type, uh, type flick. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see this movie. I love the premise. I like the idea. Danny Boyle always puts in a, a good movie. Um, uh, James Corden, I think, is the oh, and Kate McKinnon are the only two names that I really re- recognize out of the cast. There's a guy but, named Ed Sheeran who knows something about music. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see his name there, but uh, yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Um, I, look, I don't expect any of these movies to do well or you know to do bonkers in the box office, but you know, as far as your under the radar picks, uh, I think, um, uh, there, uh, certainly yesterday is one that's, uh, an interesting one to look at. All right. So now we head into the July 4th weekend, which used to be a really coveted, uh, weekend as far as the box office goes, but it seems like, um, over the past few years, it's just been kind of quiet. I remember it used to be, it, that used to be like Will Smith's weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm surprised that Aladdin's not opening <laughs> on July 4th weekend. But instead, we have Spider-Man Far From Home. I guess it's fair to say this is the next entry into the MCU. Um, so uh, I guess he's still alive or we'll just watch him dust for two hours? Well, no, um, it could take place before Endgame. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, Spider-Man far from home. Um, there's really nothing else that weekend <laughs> or that month almost. Yeah. It's got a long space on its own. Actually. Well, no, we're, we're coming up. It's, it's um, got two weeks. It's got a solid two weeks, two weeks. Right. Because the week after that we have, uh, Stuber, which opens, which, um, uh, they've been pushing. I saw a trailer for that. Uh, it's got Dave Bautista uh, and Karen Gillian's in it too. Um, oh, is that the one? He's the assassin. Uh, this is where he's a detective, uh, and he detective. gets a, what? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's crazy. It's a crazy movie. Um, yeah, and there's really not much else <laughs> uh, that happens. <laughs> so. Uh, um, first of all, though, um, we, we kind of glossed over Spider-Man a little bit. Uh, does Spider-Man make the top five? Is it like a, uh, I mean, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. Yeah. Homecoming was really, really big, right? So It'll be in I, the top five. Definitely. Finally, Spider-Man gets back on track. Welcome to the MCU. Um, they've been really quiet as to whether or not Robert Downey Jr.'s in this one. Uh, Sam Jack obviously. is in this one, uh, as well as uh, John Favreau. Right. So lead to your own conclusions there, right? No. No. Um, so, but but by and large, I mean, I think we all agree that uh, uh, this kid is one of, Tom Holland is is one of the best Spider-Men that they've ever had. So a big time. At and, least in the uh, top three. If only, he, I, keep his mouth, <laughs> if only he keep his mouth shut, that's the problem. Wow, no love for Nicholas Hammond, I tell you. Um, uh, 
No. <laughs> I didn't say that he wasn't in that group. Okay. So. <laughs> All right. So July 19th, Lion King. Go. Animated. Yeah. It is animated. It is animated. It's all CGI. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have taken out easily the best song in the movie because uh, they are not having the song Be Prepared. No. What? There. We, uh, yeah. Yeah. Be Prepared is not in the movie, as last what? I heard. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, which is a little confusing. It might be because um, the visuals in that are uh, a little hard to, 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 to get around. Um, but, uh, the trailers look good and mm. it's going to make a lot of money. It is. Um, it is. Cast is great. Uh, John Favreau's directing. Yeah. He had, he had a big success with Jungle Book two, was it two years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this might be the summer of Favreau. This is the third movie with his name on it. It's going to be the um, second movie that week that he's involved with <laughs> or that month. Right. So, uh, so if we're looking for a summer of, uh, Favreau is a big contender here. Um, yeah, I, I look, it's hard not to, to think that this movie's not going to do bonkers at the box office. So, um, enough said, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> okay, so then we go to July 26th. Wow, July that's 20... a big jump. What, from the 19th to the 26th? It's just a week. No, it just feels like the whole month is just flying by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this month, there really isn't a lot. Um, that's There's like one a week. Uh, there's not really a lot of battles going on. Uh, so July 26th, we have uh, Quentin Tarantino returning to the big screen with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I would be there. Uh, Leo Di- DiCaprio, Brad Pitt... Uh, Margot Robbie. Um, this one's going to be huge. Uh, it's got a little bit of controversy in it because of the Manson content. I don't think that'll hurt it at all, though. Um, a Manson film later this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm of split minds myself as to whether or not um, that's a good idea. Um, I certainly, uh, you know, I the fact that this this movie is not about Manson, so that gives me some like le- like sort of leeway as far as like if if Tarantino just said I want to make a movie about Manson then I probably wouldn't want to watch it because I'd be like no I don't that's just wrong don't do that don't sensationalize that guy but I mean obviously he's using him as a character and uh I'm kind of curious and like you know I I don't think Quentin's made a can I say that yeah I could say that I don't think Quentin's made a bad movie I mean at least even his near misses are interesting well, and you've got Margot Robbie playing uh, Sharon Tate, who sure. is, uh, uh, who of course was the uh, wife of Roma Polanski and yep. all yep. that. And it gets to be, you know. Yeah, she was really the center of a lot of crap that went down back then. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's again, it's being released on the 50th anniversary of the day the Manson family committed the murders. Yeah, so, is, yeah, so, uh, so you're saying it's got all strong ties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's claiming it's not a biopic. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. All right. Um, all right. And then we've also got rounding out, I guess, slipping in right before August is Dora and the Lost City of Gold. 
it could be huge or it could be a flop. That's right in the middle, I think. Exactly. I, I, I saw the preview for it, and it actually looks kind of cute. I, I kind of want to see it. It's got Danny Trejo in it. I yeah, genuinely yeah. thought this was a Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> oh. I didn't know. When I first heard about this, I was like, no, nah, this is an April Fool's thing, right? And and, uh, and anything with Danny Trejo in it, I'm going to be interested in. So I'll, I'll probably... I'll need to see the trailer on this one and, and, and see. So it's two one. The trailer friends. looks cute. It's a it's an adventure story. It's a it's a you know uh young Indiana Jones. The only thing and I'm not really familiar with Dora as a character like in the cartoons and whatnot, but the the monkey looks Boots. like bad CG. Boots monkey. Mm-hmm. That's that's Danny Trejo's character. Exactly. Are you kidding me? Boots the Monkey is being played by Danny Trejo. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's why I this is my it. movie of the summer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will be there opening day with my machete T-shirt. Uh, Alex is sold. I am a hundred percent on board with this. <laughs> well, it's interesting because a couple of years ago they did a parody of a live action. Uh, Dora the Explorer with Ariel Winter as Dora. And, you know, and to, then to see this, you know, a couple of years later, it's like, is this a joke? But it's serious. Yeah. And, and it funny. feels about 10 years too late, but yeah, might, might be yeah. okay. But, yeah. but wouldn't it be great if we find out that what they did was they just took a, a Tomb Raider Cradle of Life and just shot it scene for scene, except <laughs> you and Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> the, in the trailer, the thing that didn't work for me is that, and I don't know how much of the movie this is, but in the trailer, there's a big chunk where she's has it, like she has to go to high school, and she has like quote unquote adventures in high school, and I'm like, that's not what I want to see. So I want I, her I, breaking the fourth wall, turning, looking at the audience, and saying, "Can you find the bridge?" That's what I want. <laughs> I want it's going to happen, Trejo, and I want Trejo at some point going, "Who are you talking to?" All right. Also, uh, that gets a head start on the weekend for August 2nd. And then we have uh, two other movies. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw uh, with Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham going up against Idris Elba. I I don't think I need to say anything more than that. Uh, That that looks amazing, actually. And I haven't watched a Fast and Furious movie since the second one. I am exactly right there with you. I don't even really like the Fast and the Furious movies, but I saw this trailer in the theater. It's like, I don't know what this is about, but I have got to see this movie. So I'm in. Yeah. Uh, And we have the New Mutants, which is our second uh, X-Men-esque movie of this year. Uh, Talk about one that's been kind of put on the shelf. This one, I think they're just releasing just to... Just because they they can, or just like just to get rid of it. New is it really going to come out though? It, it's not, <laughs> New Mutants is not being released; it's escaping. That's what's happening. Oh. Um, up until probably about two months ago, it was talk of going straight to direct video. Yeah, yeah, there was talk about that. There was talk about just okay, we filmed the movie, but it's not it's not being released. I, that's what I heard. Uh, Fast and the Furious, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. That movie is making monster bank that opening weekend. Um, the chemistry between uh, Statham and, and Johnson is believable. It's palatable. 
uh, and it's fun. Um, the the trailers for it. Helen Mirren is in the movie. <laughs> um, which well, is, that's all you need to say. Well, I mean, it's, it's not as cool as right Danny Trejo is a talking monkey, but it worked. <laughs> um, nothing is, my friend. Nothing, nothing is going to be as good as Danny Trejo as a talking monkey. Uh, that is how my summer of 2019 is going to be defined. Um, but uh, no, this movie is going to make a lot of of money, and uh, it, it's a great performance. I really enjoyed uh, the Fast and Furious universe because they really built a, a you know a, a fantastic uh, little believable and yet psychotic world, um, and that one's going to be a lot of fun. I think I think the only thing that can hurt it is the fact that it is coming out so late. It's really like the last big actioner of the summer, um, but maybe that'll be a maybe that'll be an advantage for it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's going to have a problem. Yeah, no, it's going to do fine for itself. I'm just thinking it could have made a little bit more money coming out. Maybe maybe the April stuff was just too, or April and May was just too busy. <laughs> it's extremely busy, as we've just seen. So, uh, <laughs> all right, so then we have August 9th. Uh, we've got uh, two kind of adventure, creepy movies going up against each other. Artemis Fowl, which is a uh, uh, Disney movie, of course. Uh, I think Disney has a movie coming out every week this uh, this summer. Um, But this is directed by Kenneth Branagh. And, of course, it is an adaptation of, uh, I think it's, is it the first live action uh, version of this uh, literary kid? Uh, Criminal Mastermind. And we have Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, which I I thought was actually for kids, but I don't think this is for kids. No, it this looks like, super this creepy. Looks like a straight up no. horror movie, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the writers is uh, Del Toro. So uh, oh, even gotcha. even if it's not supposed to be a horror movie, <laughs> it, it's, it's it a will be. Yeah. Uh, we also have the kitchen. Melissa McCarthy uh, can't have a summer without uh, Melissa and uh, Elizabeth Moss, and uh, she plays a gangster's wife. Uh, um, any thoughts of August 9th lineup? I'll be staying home. <laughs> <laughs> By this point, I'll have gotten over my, uh, my obsession with a, uh, with, with the Danny Trejo monkey and we'll probably be back at seeing uh, Hobbs and Shaw again. So I'm curious to see Artemis Fowl. I've heard so much about the character. Um, the fact that Kenneth Brown is directing it. This is his second uh, movie of the summer. Yeah, the and Disney is stamping their logo on it. This is not yep. Artemis Fowl. Boom. It's Disney's Artemis Fowl. Yeah, so I'm curious to see this, um, see what it's, what it's all about. Um, but it almost seems like they bury it at the end of the summer. Like, well, uh, they have. Yeah, they absolutely I know, have. but it's like, okay, we're going to put it at the end. Let's just get it, get it out there. You know, maybe it'll do better on video. As a counter program to that, what they might be doing is slapping the trailer on the front of Toy Story 4, Lion King, and Aladdin, and getting a lot more people interested in seeing it. Very, very good point. Um, point. Also in front of Spider-Man and Avengers, and what else are they releasing? Um, I think it's funny. Yeah. I just think it's going to become like the summer's version of John Carter. You know, basically, Disney's just trying to put it out there. Yeah. Which is a possibility. Which is a possibility. But it could be one of those ones that just, you know, kind of surprises people because it's great counter programming. 
uh, right at the end of the summer um, because you really don't have anything for kids until the 14th. Yeah. yeah. We've got, uh, yeah. We've got, um, speaking of that, we've got uh, the Angry Birds movie, two. Two. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've got Good Boys, which is the other, this is a movie about uh, sixth graders that's R, that sixth graders can't go see, which is, uh, the the trailer is very raunchy for this. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but it's I, I some of the situations I can't believe they've got. Well, I mean they've got kids in these situations that I'm like I don't know if kids should be in this situation. It's very very uncomfortable. Um, for we me. saw the red band trailer for it um, in front of Hellboy. Yeah, go see it, and it got a lot of laughs. I will say. It did get a couple laughs from me. I will. Di- well, and I'll also say, but we saw the Angry Birds uh, movie two trailer. <laughs> uh, we saw that prior to. Um, uh, oh boy. <laughs> no. <laughs> to Missing Link. And I will admit that I chuckled twice during the trailer. Uh, so, uh, and the kids behind us seem to love this. So Angry Birds are still a thing, I guess. So. Um, there's some other little movies uh, opening or as well, but I think pretty much unless uh, you guys have something that you need to mention, uh, we're pretty much ending the month with a whimper. <laughs> the summer's end. It, it looks it, like a pretty sad ending for sure. Yeah, yeah it really does. Me. Playmobil the movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. If which which doesn't pick, at all feel like they're trying to jump on that Lego movie bandwagon as quickly as possible. No. Good, no. Time, good job jumping on that five years too late. Featuring a voice by Daniel Radcliffe. Wow. Daniel wow. Radcliffe and Adam Lambert from American Idol. Mm. <laughs> um, and then the week after that is Angel Has Fallen. I guess this is the third uh, movie in this series. Where, uh, oh <laughs> so, uh, Gerald Butler, uh, once again, running for his life. Um, it's yeah. a remake of Air Force One. What's that? Secret Service agent Mike Banning himself becomes the target of terrorists, this time while <laughs> mid-flight on Air Force One. It's a remake of Air Force One. Touche. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I said, the summer kind of ends with a whimper, um, before it, you know, before it starts right back up again with uh, a lot of stuff coming up in September and then October, November, and of course, December. So, yeah. October looks like fun. Yeah. That's the oh, summer. September 20th, I'm looking forward to. That's Downton Abbey. Ooh, that same, is Downton Abbey. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't that be so cool if that won the week? Wouldn't doubt it. I It probably will. I'm looking at everything else around it. I mean, unless that Dora movie's got legs. <laughs> Well, you never know. Avengers might still be, you know. There you go. It's still yeah, going. it's still running its first showing. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of the summer. So now we have to put our brains together and we have to put our names out there on the line, our reputations out there. Because now we're going to pick uh, what we think are going to be, what are we going to do? Three, Mike? Three biggest box offices of the year? Yes, sir. All right, so for of the all summer, the Marvel, not of the year. Yeah. Well, oh, yes, for the summer, right? Yes. So, Ashley, do you want to begin our box office buzz? Uh, do you want to begin with a box office 
uh, prediction of what three movies will be the big three. Of sure. Well, I feel like I would have to be crazy not to put Avengers Endgame in there. I think that one is going to top the list, break records. It it'll just do gangbusters at the box office. Um, if you really think so, I mean, don't feel pressure or anything. I mean, that's, you know, I think it's going to be a flop. It's going to be the big flop of the year. No, no. <laughs> that's that's the soundbite Mike's going to use. Yeah, don't please please do not. That was just a joke, just a joke. Don't don't play that one at the highlights reel. So <laughs> I don't mean that, folks. <laughs> that is going at the beginning of the show. Okay? <laughs> Her entire reputation as a box it office buzz. My podcasting. This week on Earth Station One, <laughs> I have never actually heard clickbait occur. Yep, and that is exactly <laughs> what that is. My career as a podcaster is over. I guess I I better just go with Plan B. But um, Lady, right, so I chose to Turbo to be yeah. a success. <laughs> I think tr- I picked Terminator Genesis over Jurassic World. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Endgame. What are the other two? Um, even though I'm, I'm not sure personally about Lion King, I think that one's going to do really well. I think it will really play on nostalgia and it's going to play well with kids and families. Um, my third pick, I think that Spider-Man Far From Home will get a really big boost from Endgame. People really love Tom Holland as the character and depending on how Endgame ends, I think people are going to be in the mood for more. So I could definitely see that one um, hitting at the top of the summer box office. So you said Endgame, Lion King, Spider-Man. And Did Spider-Man. I miss one? Yeah. I got him. Endgame, Lion King, and Spider-Man oh for the top yeah. three of the summer. All right. Sean, what about you? I'm pretty close, but I'm going to switch out uh, Lion King for Toy Story 4. Uh, definitely Spider-Man 3 be, or Spider-Man 2 because what are they calling it? Spider-Man Far what? from home. Far from, Far from home. Okay, there's too many numbers, too many Spider-Man. But uh, <laughs> that's going to be the third highest grossing of the summer. All right. Uh, Alex? Um, I, I hate to be a bandwagon jumper, but I've got Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, and Spider-Man Far From Home and the Adventures of Yellow Dog. <laughs> there you go. Because there's a reference that no one's going to get. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Mike? I'm going to copy Alex, actually. Avengers, Toy Story 4, and Spider-Man. I'm going to go with, man, you know, no matter what we pick, Disney wins. Yes. Right? <laughs> That's the takeaway. We should just say Disney. <laughs> What's your top three? Disney. Uh, uh, Endgame. Artemis Fowl. And then uh... <laughs> I'm going to say Endgame, number one. Uh, Lion King number two and Spider-Man number three. Now, remember, Spider-Man might be Disney might be getting a piece of that, but it, that's more Sony. Yeah. So, so it's not yeah. all Disney. Well, they need funding for the PlayStation Five, so it's okay. <laughs> all right. Now we're going to go with the ones that uh, you're most looking forward to. Are we doing those three as well, Mike? Three, yes, sir. There? All right. So these are the ones personally that you're excited about more than any of the other things on this coming out this summer. And uh, again, we'll start with you, Ashley. Well, I'm sure pretty much 
probably many of us will have this one on our list as well, but Avengers Endgame. It's just the culmination of like over 10 years, over 20 movies. Um, like you come, like someone commented before, we really haven't necessarily seen something like this in um, terms of geek filmmaking. So I'm really excited to see how it all wraps up. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I really love Spider-Man Homecoming. Thought that was just such a fun movie. The second movie seems to have a similar vibe. I'm very excited about. Um, it's a little bit harder for me to pick my third one because there's not really a clear one that comes out from the bunch. There are several that I'm kind of um, looking forward to. But if I'm allowed to do a tie, I might pick um, Godzilla and then um, actually Hobbs and Shaw, I think looks pretty fun. Okay, cool. We'll allow that. Heating so, <laughs> just a little bit. We'll allow that. Sean, what about you? Uh, well, obviously we go with Endgame. Everybody wants to see that. Uh, then I really would like to see uh, John Wick Chapter 3 in theater. Uh, I haven't seen the first two there, but uh, love them both. And I got to see this one. Got to wrap it up in the theater. And for the last one, I'm going to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've never seen a Tarantino film in the theater, and I think it's about time I do. Wow. He's okay. so, he's so young. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'm like, this is good. Nope, just like, just never bothered. What movies are? I mean, <laughs> well, it is. You know, he does the Northern Tundra of Canada. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, Alex. Um, I, I, you know, it's funny. You 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 put you pose the question. What are we most looking forward to? And I have on my list Avengers. And now after hearing everybody talking, I'm wondering if we all have Avengers on our list because we're looking forward to it. Or because we're just supposed to be looking for it, to it. I mean, the upside is is that Ash has already Are said that Avengers Ashley a tool. No, hey. no, no. I'm just hey, hey no, no more than usual. Uh, no, but I mean, oh, it doesn't matter. Ashley's already said the movie's going to flop. But <laughs> I, no, I just wonder if we've gotten to a point now where it's just like we're we're going to Avengers not because we want to see it, but because we've been trained to. Um. I, I have it on my list as the most that I'm looking forward to, and I'm actually removing it from my list. It's one that I'm going to go see, but it's not one that I'm overly looking forward to going to see. Well, among all of us, you didn't care for the the second. I mean, the, that's the, true. That's true. I was I was the one. I was the so, one person. Well, in there. you know, there has to. It takes all kinds, man. That's I know. He was the one man in America. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, um, no, so for the ones I'm looking forward to, it's John Wick three. Uh, Godzilla and Hobbs and Shaw. Mike? Okay. I'm going to say Avengers, of course. I'm also going to do Godzilla. Now, are you saying it because you... <laughs> now, again, this, again, this proves my point. <laughs> okay, you also had Godzilla. Yep. And also, I am looking forward to seeing Rocket Man. Oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah. 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 Good. Good call. So you're like, after May, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was like looking at the list. It's like, no, 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 eh, maybe Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But then the rest is like, eh. so Faber's phoning it in after May. That's great. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's uh, Avengers Endgame and not because I've been programmed to. Uh, <laughs> I generally cannot wait to see this uh, movie, um, even though I will be waiting because I won't be there opening night. So, 
Uh, but uh, that's just to buck the system and let them know that I'm not a tool. Um, uh, no, I, I, yeah, this is, I can't wait to see how they resolve uh, the situation that they're in, in a satisfying manner and, and go, not, and, and it's not just, it's not just the end of this story. The second part of the story, this allegedly is going to open up the second, like the next wave of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to see how that that's done. Um, and, uh, and I have, even though there's a lot of pressure on it, like I said, I have a lot of confidence in these filmmakers uh, because their, their work has been nothing but solid and in the company and in the, the producing and everything else, because like I said, for the last decade, uh, I can't think of any studio that's, that's put together as many winners as this one has uh, for this amount of time. So they're, they're due <laughs> to, to, to fail. Um, but uh, um, yeah, so Endgame is my top. Uh, the second one is Spider-Man because I'm a Spider-Man guy. Uh, so even if it didn't have to be, even if it wasn't part of the MCU, I'd still really love to see it. Um, we get to see a live action uh, Mysterio. Mysterio? Yes, right? Yes. Which true. I'm, he is one of my favorite uh, Spider-Man bad guys. And to see what they can do with him in, in this is just uh, got me thrilled. I, I cannot wait to see that play out. And I'm going to go with Godzilla as my third. Uh, just because not only for to see Godzilla on the big screen again, because uh, that's cool. And hopefully we see much more of him than we did in the first one. Uh, much, much more of him. Uh, but I'm also a big Rodan guy and Ghidra. Um, the shots that they've been, they, we haven't really got a full shot of Rodan in the trailers that I've seen, but Ghidra we've seen, and he looks amazing. And uh, I just can't wait to see that battle play out. Um, let them fight. I love that. So, um, so those are my three. Okay. All right. Now we get to flops. <laughs> we get to so we get to put our uh, put our predictions as to what what effort do we think is going to fall flat on its face, Ashley? Avengers. No. Ashley already said Avengers. Ashley said Avengers. You got a cold there. You're getting. The- <laughs> I'm, yeah, not not going to live that one down. I will. I was at once a year. I have to say something that I'm going to regret on while recording. So that that was it. Um, for my flop, I hate to say this, but I think Aladdin is maybe in danger of flopping. Um, I hope that it surprises all of us and turns out to be a good movie. I know I'm planning to see it, but I can just kind of see this with some of the chatter about the genie and the fact that it's surrounded by so many big movies. I'm, I'm kind of worried about this one for box office. Okay. Sean. Yeah, that's funny. I was going to say Aladdin as well, actually either that or uh, men in black. Okay. All right. Alex new mutants. Well, that's a, that's (laughs) That's a a guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) Is that really a flop? <laughs> no, before like, we even started talking about that one, I had a, I had that one on my page. That one's what I'm going with. Uh, okay. I, that is, yeah, that's the pony that I've picked. So watch it wind up making like $400 million. So yeah. <laughs> nope. Completely <laughs> redefining the genre. I was going to say. Biggest X-Men movie ever. Yeah, now there's your, there's, your, uh, there's your audio clip for Mike. 
<laughs> I think if it makes like Thank God nine dollars and nine cents, I think it's gonna like if someone buys a ticket, they're like, woohoo! Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Mike. Um, hate to say it, it's gonna be Aladdin. No way in hell I'm even gonna think about going to see that one. Yeah, um, I I hate to say it as well, uh, but I I just think it's just the timing on this one is just wrong. Um, even if they just waited a year, um, I think it would have been better. But I have to say Aladdin as well, and I'm not convinced that X Men Dark Phoenix is going to do well. But it's the last of Fox's X-Men franchise. So, um, and I think also Ashley made a good point. I don't think Toy Story 4 is going to do as well as, as Pixar hopes it will. Forky. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be big. I do think it's going to do. You're going to get all the parents going to go see it. The yeah. fathers and the daughters yeah. or the sons, you know. Yeah, I mean, weekend, you're probably right. But then, but then after that initial weekend, then what does it do? Yeah, Direct million video. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, get ready. Toy Story 5's coming, right? Yep. Of course. All right, so now we have our sleeper hits, under the radar, movies that we are interested in, looking forward to, that are probably not going to be in the top 10, maybe not even in the top 20, but yet have piqued our interest, and uh, we want to give them a look-see. What do you got, Ashley? Well, I don't, this one may not technically count as under the radar because I think it's actually going to do decent box office, but um, Rocket Man is kind of outside the normal type of genres that I go to see. Usually I'm not that much into like um, biographical movies is not quite my thing, but I saw the trailers for this and the music just looks really fun and colorful. So I think that Rocket Man is actually going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then my one that probably is definitely under the radar, I'm intrigued by Yesterday. Um, I love the Beatles music and I think the premise is interesting. So um, I'm hoping to catch that one as well. Okay. All right. Uh, Sean. Let's go with uh, Tolkien for both answers. Okay. All right. Uh, good pick there. Um, uh, Alex? I hope it does well. Yeah, me too. Me too. I hope it's interesting because, to be honest, I'm. I mean, I've already started to hear things that it's like, oh, they took liberties. But I mean, they're not going to do that with every movie they make of someone's life. But I'm, I'm really curious. I just, I don't know anything, anything about the man personally myself. So. No, that's exactly it. Uh, Alex, um, I've I've got yesterday on my list. Uh, when I first saw the preview for it, um, I was absolutely. Uh, so I saw it as a, a YouTube commercial before what I wanted to watch. Uh, and it was one that kept me watching. Um, I, I, the casting for it's great. The concept uh, is a little bit uh, uh, strange. It's very similar to um, uh, the art of lying, um, which is a story about a, a man who basically invents lying because uh, it's a world where no one's ever had it before. Uh, and uh, that was really an interesting film. And I think this is going to go along the same lines of it, and I suspect that we may see some big cameos in it. Um, Plus, I just want to see how the scene ends up with Ed Sheeran suggesting, instead of, hey, Jude, it's, hey, dude. (laughs) Uh, Mike. Okay, I'm going to go for 
pretty much Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. And I'm also going to go in The Dead Don't Die. Mm. Those are my two choices. Because if it captures any of the feel of Shaun of the Dead or Zombieland, and has a fantastic cast, I just think it's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback on you on that one because uh that's my first choice is The Dead Don't Die. Um look, I've been following Jim Jarmusch's career since since the 80s. Uh Stranger Than Paradise, Down by Law, Mystery Train. Love those movies. I can't believe uh we're talking here we are talking about all these blockbusters and we're talking about a Jim Jarmusch movie. I, that's amazing to me. And it's low budget. Um, but you know, with guys like, um, uh, you know, it's got, uh, um, uh, Tom Waits in it. It's got Iggy pop in it. So you can save makeup on zombie effects. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> uh, the cast is just amazing. It's got a buzz to it, which I love. Uh, so, um, I, I'm, I don't know if I'll get a chance to see this one in the theater, but I'm definitely uh, wanting to see this one. This one is high up on my radar to see. Um, and then as far as uh, uh, another one that I think is interesting, I'm going to go with, um, uh, where was it? It was, sorry, All is True, which is the uh, Shakespeare movie with um, Kenneth Branagh directing. Kenneth Branagh, Shakespeare, uh, that's all I need. And it's also got Ian McKellen in it. It's got Judy Dench in it. Uh, Kenneth Branagh actually uh, acts in it. So to me, this should have that same vibe as uh, uh, Shakespeare in Love or, you know, the many, like, it's it's Kenneth Branagh and Shakespeare. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm interested to see. But, but does it have Danny Trejo as a talking monkey? <laughs> it does not. See, I just don't know. Yeah, well, not every movie can have that, unfortunately. Why not? So those that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. We've done it. Once again, uh, another Summer's in the Books 2019. There's our predictions. Um, if you've got a prediction out there that uh, if you think we're crazy about one of our picks, let us know. If you've got something else that's under the radar that we didn't even mention, that's coming out this summer. Let us know because we always like hearing from you guys and what you're recommending us to watch and, and uh, warning us to stay away from. So um, very cool. Well, thanks everyone. Uh, and we will be right back with the ESO network. Con. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big start out of me. Welcome to Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this Geek Girl is talking about the new Hellboy movie. So, I loved the original Hellboy movies, and I was a fan of reading the comics as well, since I got a chance to read a lot of comic books at my first job growing up, which was at a comic store. The concept was always fun to me, since I loved anything having to do with the paranormal, and the designs in Hellboy were always creepy, especially in the original films, so when I saw that a new film was being made that wasn't part of the original ones, I was sad that there was going to be no more Del Toro, but was also still going to go see and support the movie since the previews made it look like a fun film, and in my opinion, it was a fun film. 
The film did a good job of doing a background story on Hellboy, but not making the entire film about how he came to be. So that was nice, and it was a fun storyline. Great comic book movie acting and a good cast, even if you miss the actors from the other films. I loved Alice, and I think she ended up being my favorite character in the movie. She was wonderfully portrayed, and I really loved the actress portraying her. I also really liked the casting choices for basically all the characters in this film. David Harbour made a great Hellboy, in my opinion, and Daniel Day Kim was also wonderful. The King Arthur storyline was fun and cheesy, just like a comic book movie should be. The demons that rise up towards the end of the film were super creepy and made me so happy because their designs were wonderful. And the one in the water by the bridge had to be my favorite because he was so creepy to me. I had no expectations for this film going in. I do this for basically any film I go see. I don't want to hate something before I see it. And that generally works for me. I know a lot of people who hate stuff before they give it a chance. And sadly, in fandom, that is why so many great films never end up getting sequels or make money because no one gives them a chance, which is really sad. Well, thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Are you looking for a podcast that's a little bit out of the ordinary, a little bit crazy, and a little bit on the rambunctious side? Well, if I got something for you, it's called Vitamin Geek Podcast. My name's Corey Keelan. I'm the host and creator of Vitamin Geek Podcast, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my show. Each episode, I'm coming to you with whatever I think is important at the time. Maybe it's a new movie. Maybe it's a comic book. Maybe it's horror. Maybe it's drag queens. Who knows? I love to talk, and I'd just love to get you guys involved in the conversation. I invite you all to check out my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Vitamin Geek Podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. So please join me and check us out here, Vitamin Geek Podcast, here on the ESO Network. For the week of April 25th, 2019, it's the ESO Network Con Report. Con! Well, the uh, one event that we've got coming up in May, it's May 3rd through the 5th, that you can find all sorts of ESO Network folks at is Hulanta. This is touted as being possibly the last Hulanta, certainly the last Hulanta for a while. So, um, so yeah, the gang's all getting together for one last uh, convention, one last gathering uh, to celebrate Doctor Who and have a lot of fun with uh, talking about a lot of other stuff, too. It's not just Who stuff. I mean, obviously, it's Who-centric, but there's a lot of other uh, stuff that goes on there, too. Uh, Mike and I will be there, of course, representing Earth Station 1 and Earth Station Who. Uh, we'll be doing a few panels, uh, but more on that later. Um, also, Joe and Tony from the Watchathon of Wrestling will be there. Uh, Nicole from the Terminus podcast will be there. Jason and Rita from Transmissions, we'll just say Transmissions, because they transmit from everywhere. They transmit from Gallifrey, they transmit from Atlantis. Uh, they're probably transmitting from Tampa right now, uh, maybe. Uh, and, maybe. Then, and then uh, Scott Vigay, Dr. Geek himself, will be in attendance. So all sorts of cool ESO folks will be there. And most of them will participate in panels, as I mentioned. Mike and I have got our panel schedule. We will, we will be recording a episode of Earth Station Who there. And uh, Mike, when is that recorded? 
That is going to be Sunday at Sunday, 11 Sunday, a, Sunday. at eleven a.m. We're doing Earth Station. Who? Basically, we are doing. Who was your first doctor, and why did you stick with the series? It's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. That's going to be uh, that's a lot of fun. We've got a lot of few people probably going to join us uh, on that panel. So uh, you never know. It's a it's it could be a musical chairs kind of thing. Um, but uh, it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes. Uh, so uh, come on down, and uh, you may uh, have uh, your own chair, but you'll only need the edge. Is that right? Is that the idea? Yeah, you're gonna be sitting on the edge of your chair the whole time. The whole time. It's gonna be very uncomfortable. No, just kidding. Um, uh, also, I will be participating in a panel. I think I've got a couple of others, but the one I'm really excited about, not that I'm not excited about the others, but um, uh, I am really excited to be on a comics panel on Saturday. It's Saturday at 11. I will be uh, sharing a panel with Kelly Yates, good friend of the station and great artist. And we will talk. In, uh, we will be talking about making comics, writing, drawing, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun, especially since that Saturday is Free Comic Day. So it's a great day to celebrate comics by talking about them at the convention. And Kelly's no stranger to Free Comic Day. He's done many covers, exclusive covers for Free Comic Day before. So, uh, so it'll be great to hang out with him and be on a panel. We talk all about that stuff. Uh, Mike, you got any other panels you're excited about? Well, one that I'm looking forward to is on Friday night, us here at the Earth Station One podcast are going to call ourselves Earth Station Other Worlds, and we're going to do a TV show theme sing-along. I think that's going to be kind of fun. We're going to be singing. We're going to be singing our hearts out. I am lining up, you know, different TV show themes. You know, you'll actually be able to find out what the words are to the Doctor Who theme, so it's pretty awesome. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't really don't think there are words to it so we'll just go <laughs> yeah so but you know there are words to the star trek theme there are i know yeah. uh, yes. i'm familiar with those exactly so it should be interesting and you know shows you've probably forgotten and shows you never will forget and themes that you'll just go oh i know the words to this one so it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah, it's going to be a blast. Uh, so, and that's just, uh, like I said, it's not, I mean, there's certainly Doctor Who stuff there, but there's a lot of other stuff there too. It's a, basically a celebration of all things geeky. Uh, and, and, and like with a, with a, with a chewy, nougat center of Doctor Who. There's a lot of great guests there. I think they just announced a new one, a uh, screenwriter who's uh, done some work on Star Trek, Star Trek The Next Generation, um, and Babylon 5. So, uh, so he's going to be talking about uh, what it takes to write a screenplay for television. So that's pretty exciting. Lots of great stuff there. So please, if you're in the area, come on by. Say howdy. Um, this will, like I said, be the, the last hoorah, at least for a while. Can see what I did there? Hoorah. Uh, so, um, exactly. um, and uh, we couldn't be more excited and more honored to be part of it. Uh, Hulanta has been a big part of us here at uh, Earth Station One and the ESO Network. So, um, you know, we're going to miss it when it's uh, oh, while it's away. So um, this will be a great time to to celebrate one last time with a bunch of friends that we've made there. Of course, it's like almost like how Dragon Con is. This is also a big family reunion. Absolutely, absolutely. So we hope to see you there. Uh, in the meantime, if you've got a convention that you want us to help promote or participate in, please reach out to us because we love talking about conventions. 
that's gonna wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. All right, we got our movie picks in. I want to thank the crew for being here tonight. Alex, thank you so so much. Oh, it's always my pleasure. I, you, I, I will say this: uh, of of all the podcasts um, that that do summer previews and everything, this site honestly every time has the best lineup of people to talk about the summer movies and it's always an honor to be a part of that oh it's great to have you around sir it's always fun to do that anything you want to shout out about or do, was that your shout out um <laughs> um i will say this i've i we've had the the great pleasure of uh seeing some local performances and i will say this last weekend i got a chance to see the new play bright star uh written by steve martin and edie Brickell. Um, a lot of local theaters are doing it right now. They are, they've just gotten the opportunity to do it for the very first time. And uh, if you can find a theater that's doing a performance of this, go see this play. It is fantastic, and the music is haunting. So absolutely go check it out. Awesome, man. Is it like a lot of the, the banjo music that they had so, done together? It's a lot of banjo. It's a lot of uh, viola and violin. Um, uh, there's it's uh, it's an Appalachian uh, fairy tale, um, mostly set in post World War One Asheville, uh, and it's uh, it's a really it's a very interesting concept because it's two different stories. Uh, one uh, that's about twenty to twenty five years uh, in the past. Uh, and it, uh, but it, it's really, it's really unique. Um, some, some great performances, some very funny lines in it. Uh, there are moments where, where lines are in the, in the play that you go, Steve Martin wrote that. That's um, awesome. The music's great. The, the performances are a lot of fun. Uh, I just, I, I can't say, I got the chance to see, I'll, I'll give them a, an extra plug. Uh, went and saw the, uh, at the Elm Street, uh, arts, uh, in, uh, in Woodstock, Georgia. They've got a, a wonderful little play uh, a, a group there that does both indoor concerts, outdoor concerts, plays, improv, uh, just a, an all-around great thing. So if you're in Woodstock, Georgia, and you want to go see something, that's probably the place, elmstreetarts.org. That is awesome. We'll have a link on that up on our show notes. Cool. All right. And, of course, Mr. Sean. Hey, hey. All right. Thank you, my friend. Hey, it's great to be here. Always glad to uh, come aboard. If I hadn't have driven for 500 kilometers in six hours earlier today, uh, I'd be more lively. But uh, hey, I'm here. Hey, we're <laughs> we just happy it. you're here. So how many miles is that? 20 miles or something? No. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's enough anyway. It's upwards of 25. Oh, okay. Thank you. At least, at least. You, you double it and you add 30. I learned that from, uh, from Bob and Doug McKenzie. That's the exact math. No. That's what they're talking about, eh? Anything you, you want to shout out or promote? Of course. Uh, how about uh, my two podcasts where I'm usually not exhausted, and they're very exciting, and all the listeners should go check out uh, the Rusted Robot podcast for all the Geek Central news, and then go check out uh, Soulforge podcast for uh, crazy stories about stupid things we've done for love. I love how on Rusted Robot you guys have been playing all the different previews of all the movies coming out and such as they're trying to. Yeah, definitely. All the trailers, a lot of fun. So it's, it's kind of cool. You guys have got a good thing going up there. I appreciate that. 
And of course, the lovely Ashley Pauls. Thank you for everything you always do with your reviews and such. Oh, thank you. Um, I always get super excited for summer movie season. So this episode just kind of helps me get hyped and kind of in the zone thinking about these movies and looking forward to blogging my way through the box office lineup this summer. Oh, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing what you come up with. So it should be great to do and be fun sharing all these movies with you. Yes. Even though you think Avengers is going to really bomb, so it's okay. I know. I could I could be surprised. So. <laughs> Just going to keep my – remain quiet for the rest of the recording. What's that? <laughs> Ashley Paul's ESO Network, negative three, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, there you go. I guess, well, it, hey, uh, no publicity is bad publicity, what they say. So clicks – it still counts as a click. So <laughs> It does. It does. Anything you want to shout out about? Um, nope, just that you can find my uh, movie reviews over on the ESO website. And, of course, uh, Avengers coming up soon here. So looking forward to writing about that. And, yep, it's going to be a blast. And, Mr. Mike, we made it through another year of this stuff. We sure did. And, as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to shout out about, my friend? I do. I kind of mentioned it a couple times uh, during the 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 mention of summer movies but uh over the past weekend uh, michelle and i i got a chance to see missing link the newest movie from leica it's their fifth entry and uh we both loved it uh, it's very good um it's different than uh some of the other movies they've done before i don't know i you know i don't want to be sort of mean and say it's not as good as some of the other ones but it's because it's really fun uh it's got a great cast with hugh jackman and it's probably the best thing I've ever seen, heard, or had uh, Zach Galifianakis show, uh, being part of. I'm not a big fan of him in particular, but uh, him as the voice of Susan, uh, <laughs> the Sasquatch, is just amazing, a delight. Uh, Stephen Fry does a voice. Matt Lucas does a voice. Timothy Oliphant, Zoe Zalnada does a voice. Emma Thompson is does a voice. So there's a, a good cast in here. And it's just, it's a really, really fun movie with a good heart to it. Um, and I recommend it if uh, those people, and it looks uh, like, like I said, most of, like I hasn't let me down. Uh, even if by saying it maybe not been one of their finest doesn't mean that it's a bad movie whatsoever. It's, uh, you know, just compared to, it's hard to live up to Kubo. Uh, Kubo is one of my favorite movies maybe ever. Uh, so it had a little, but it didn't even try. It, it, they did something completely different here and I, and I recommend it. Mm-hmm. They usually put out a good product. I'm looking forward to seeing it when it comes out on video. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's uh, Definitely it's, we'll check it out. And speaking of video, I actually spent a lot of Saturday at home and it was a rainy day here in Georgia and it was cold and it was just like, I want to watch some stuff and, you know, catch up, catch up on some things I hadn't seen before. So I actually sat down and I binge watched Ultraman on Netflix and I'm not a big anime fan. I've done some of it and, you know, I enjoy some of it, but this is a direct sequel of the TV show from the sixties and early seventies. And it was a blast. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's only, I think 13 episodes and they're like 25 minutes each. So you were, I was able to go through it real quick and watch that during the day. And then in the evening, uh, Mark Maddox actually had lent me a movie. It's uh, Shin Godzilla. And 
my God, if you're any kind of Godzilla fan, this is just incredible. It basically, it's a foreign film. It's all dubbed. And it basically takes Godzilla, but they look at it from the bureaucratic point of view, how the government deals with it, how, you know, first when Godzilla is coming out of the water and it's just, it's just awesome. You know, how it affects people in everyday life and, you know, what it's doing to the economy, how the government's handling it and how they try to come up with a way to defeat Godzilla and Godzilla is nothing like you've seen before. It actually is evolving as you're watching it. And it's just a lot of fun to see. And the ending is actually really haunting, but I'm not going to spoil it. So it's just go see it. If you get a chance, it's on some, I think it's on Amazon prime, but I know um, if you get a chance to see it, you know, on DVD or Blu-ray, it's just, it's just amazing. And you're going to be riveted to it. It's really good. So check that out. That's my, you know, mini movie review. And so with that being said, we will be back next week when we go and we are going to be looking at, ready for this, folks, this little movie that Ashley thinks is going to be <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's called, you know, Avengers Endgame. And, you know, you know, it's by a small studio called Marvel. You know, it's, you know, I think it might do okay. I really do. So we're all going to be excited to go see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, we really, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if we're disappointed, if Alex is in tears or if he's going to be chewing nails. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. To Bring a see. dustpan and, and tissues. Exactly. Oof. Too soon? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun to see who's going to be, you know, taking part in it and, you know, other characters, if there's surprises, have they let any, not let anything out of the bag, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm just, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm hoping we're going to be very happy to, you know, see what happens. All right, folks, that's it. My name is Mike Faber. We will see you here next time on the Air Station One podcast. Peace. And we are done. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Air Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. <laughs> and we also have our movie review gal, Al, not Alex Sondrigo. <laughs> <laughs> well, surprise. <laughs> He's becoming nice and fit, though. Yeah. No. Uh, we have. Uh, this has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. 
Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.